welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two slightly grumpy co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam Claus. Hello. I like what you did there. Do you like that little little pun? I'm real feeling I'm feeling quite punny today myself, I must say. And behind the computer making it sound adequate as always. Adequate. It is Bruce the Tugboat Venditti absolutely dipping his own cookie into his own glass of milk. <laughs> What's going on? I'm actually in a great mood today, so I don't know what you're talking about, Grumpy. Well, I, I was talking more about the guy to my right, but... Oh. I'm in, a, I'm in a very festive mood today. I had Christmas music going all day. Did you? Only yeah. Jesus knows what I go through. And I, want, <laughs> I started this new show. What show? The Watcher. The Watcher? It's on Netflix. It's about this guy who like sends letters to this house and watches it while his family moves in. It's pretty crazy. How's should, Barbarians going? You should give it a watch. It's awesome. Did you finish it yet? Y'all should watch it. Barbarians. So we got Barbarians. We got The Watcher. Y'all should watch Barbarians. It. <laughs> I was debating. Have you watched Yellowstone? Make sure you get it in German. Have you not? I haven't. I was going to start oh it this week. Oh, my God. What do you think? Have you watched Yellowstone? Yes. Is it good? Yes. Okay, I'm going to start I like, this. I like show. Yellowstone. You want to know why? Five. I could see myself on Yellowstone. My mother says I that I remind her of Rip, and I don't know who Rip is. You could, you could put a cowboy hat on me, and I would fit right in there. You would. You would. Your rip. She, my mom. My mother says. My mom and dad watch it religiously. No, for them, like I don't an know. asshole is more like me. You'll watch oh, it wow. and you'll be like, "Well, why does she think I'm rip?" Well, either way, they watch it religiously, and for them to watch anything religiously, it must be. I don't know. Good. I don't know. So what she think? I'm gonna go off of that one. It's actually. I can pretty, see it. You way. know what? I I had to. I watched a full season of it on Peacock, and I was like, you know what? I just kept going, kept going. You got I got hooked on yeah. well, it. was like the first two episodes of your hook. I, I like, listen, I like Kevin Costner. I actually thought he was a pretty good dude, except for Waterworld. That movie was awful. Awful. But anyway. Uh, yeah, because we just finished up. It was the season finale of the Culpo Sisters. The and what? I was the Culpo Sisters. What is that? So it's this group of three females who are Instagram models who talk about their life. But. One of them's dating Braxton Berrios, and one of them's dating Christian McCaffrey. So I had instant intrigue because they had Braxton on the show, and so you got an inside look That's at Braxton Berrios re-signing with the That's Jets. It was awesome. Yeah. So shout out to shout out to your man Braxton Berrios. I like Braxton. Berrios. Who's your favorite on Yellowstone? Sorry. Who's your favorite? Kevin Costner. That's it? Like, just Kevin Costner? Oh, yeah, because he's a fucking asshole. That's why. He's an asshole. <laughs> hey, he's just trying to keep his farm alive, man. I'm sorry? He's just trying to keep his his land. That's all he's trying to do. There's a little more to it than that. All righty, let's get started. As you know, it's Wednesday, which means it's Fantasy Frenzy. Um, but before we do that, uh, we got some news to go over and a recap from the absolutely fucking glorious, show. gutty, beautiful Monday night game. But before we get into that, we have some news. Uh, Bruce looks lost. He didn't watch it. No, I watched it. I watched uh, the, the end of it. I was editing. So, Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith practiced today for the first time since August 24th. Uh, he had a hamstring injury, but he is back and he practiced today. So he's he should be available for Sunday. That's a big ad. For the Cowboys offensive line. I truly believe that. That okay. is going to be a significant move for them. Um, in some really horrendous news, uh, all of the reports out of Buffalo are that Vaughn Miller's knee injury would sideline him two to three weeks. Um, they did some explorative surgery and found that his ACL was actually completely torn, the same one that he tore in 2013. So he had surgery today to re-repair the already previously repaired ACL, so he will miss the remainder of the year and most likely the beginning of next season. That is some... One, I love Vaughn Miller, so personally, that sucks. I feel like the yeah, league's I, a better I, place I think he's playing at a high level. Kinda, on my fantasy team. It kind of takes so. away what could be. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one really sucked for me. You hate to see a guy like that out again now for... No, because in the playoffs is when you want to see him. Oh, yeah. That's when Absolutely. he really switches it to another gear 
Um, so that that one was a big blow, especially for that Buffalo defense. Uh, the Texans, can't, Lovey Smith cannot seem to make up his mind. He announced today that Kyle Allen will go back to the bench, and once again, Davis Mills. Baby. Davis Mills is back, baby. Um, well, I think he did that as an experiment, trying to get his team fired up. It didn't work. And it didn't work. Yeah. And Davis Mills, I have to say, was better than Kyle Allen. I, I, well, I mean, that's like that's like saying. That's like saying Baker Mayfield's better than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's just awful. Um, speaking of Baker Mayfield, the Rams picked up Baker Mayfield off of waivers after he was cut by the Carolina Panthers. Thank God. Uh, Sean McVay said he is. Well, Sean McVay hasn't said, but people close to the team expect him to start this weekend. Um, I don't. I don't know wow. how you could bring a guy in off the street who doesn't even know your fucking playbook, and let him fucking start a game. I, mean, he I, I to did me, it in that, Carolina. Sorry, he kind of did it in Carolina. And you seen how that worked? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see how that worked. <laughs> Which they're is gonna, good they're for gonna us. find out. Hey, good hey, for everybody find in Detroit. That out. Good for Start everybody Baker in Mayfield, please. Um, after the hit he took this weekend here in Detroit, the status for Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence to play this weekend is still very much up in the air, according to reports from the Jaguars. Uh, it's wait and see. They're just going to take it day by day. Don't expect any concrete news on whether or not Lawrence will play this weekend coming. What had happened to him exactly? Who fucked him up? Somebody fucked him up good. That was Bruce's little new guy. I think it was Houston and Hutch came James after. Houston. Yeah, there you go. Um, Saints running back Mark Ingram suffered a tear of his MCL Monday night against the Bucs, uh, effectively ending his season, barring a monster comeback from the Saints and then making a deep playoff run. Stepping out of bounds. Um, that's it for him. Uh, obviously, I think we talked a little bit about the Jimmy Garoppolo injury on Monday's show, um, Brock Purdy will be the starter going forward. They said today they're not going to seek out any other quarterback. So, realistically, they must think Brock Purdy is good enough to carry this team uh, until we. And they said we could possibly see Jimmy Garoppolo possibly in uh, the divisional round of the playoffs, NFC Championship, if they make listen, it that far. Listen, if, Shit, if, if they continue to play defense the way they did last week, they shouldn't have a problem. Agree. No, see, this is what it comes down to. If he comes back then, if they make it that far with Purity, you keep Purity in. No. Yes. Why not? No, I, I agree with you. I why agree. pull? You're going to make a Super Bowl run with Brock Purdy? If you make it that Brock far Purdy, into the playoffs listen, with him, I, I've seen why pull teams make Super Bowl runs with Trent Dilfer. Please. Listen. Why, why Joe fuck up the mojo if he can somehow take this team that far into playoffs? Tom Brady. Oh, wow. We're gonna, we're what, are we going to talk about it? I love Jimmy G, but I'm just that saying. That was Drew Bledsoe's team. It was Drew Bledsoe's team. Yep. And then it wasn't. Drew Bledsoe's team. Drew Bledsoe. Well, let's see. Maybe the 49ers will be Brock Purdy's team going into next year. Um, let's discuss Monday night. Speaking of Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady, the Saints headed into – why is this game not on my uh, – the Saints headed into because nobody cares. Raymond James Stadium in in Tampa Bay to play the Tampa. Buccaneers, and wow, was it a finish for the ages! A game that we for will the watch. Ages. That game was a shit show. A game that one day we when when they talk about the Buccaneers twenty twenty two Super Bowl run, a game that they will show. <laughs> now I know one you're day. high. <laughs> You've been smoking fucking ESPN Bruce's classic. Weed pen. ESPN hey, classic. Don't say I didn't watch the game and make assumptions like that, by the way, because I was the one who posted the video on our Instagram he... story of why Tom Grady is the GOAT. He's, He's not, the GOAT! He's not the GOAT. You're an idiot. Why did you look lost when he started talking about the game? You had that. I was reading. Blank look I was on reading your face. news stories. No, you about had that blank look on your face. Okay. Like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I wasn't paying attention. I was reading. Okay. Listen, at the end of the day, uh, the Saints had multiple opportunities to stop this Buccaneers team late in the game. Inside of a minute was the last Amazing, touchdown. Isn't it? Um, there was a bullshit P.I. called on Chris Godwin that – or it was a hold. Excuse me. It was a hold. There was a hold 
on, on a Chris Godwin touchdown that negated that one. Then they went back, hit it through to Rashad White one more time. He stretched out over the end zone. Uh, this game was 16-2, or excuse me, 13-3 going into the fourth quarter. And 16-3 with around four minutes left in the game. And Tom Brady absolutely willed this team to victory. Now, here's the thing, and I said this against the Rams. If the Buccaneers could play at this level for even half of a game, they wouldn't. there wouldn't be any questions. But the problem is, is they cannot – they can't keep this rhythm outside of the last four minutes of every fucking game. But that, again, shows that the potential is there – for them to actually win games this year. Obviously, they're still first place. They're two games up now in the division, and I expect it to pretty much stay that way the rest of the way. But as far as the Saints go, Saints defense actually played a really nice game, I think. Um, you know, I, I don't understand the Alvin Kamara usage out of the Saints. He, he was really ineffective for the most part, averaging 2.2 yards per carry on 12 carries. Um and in all reality, I mean, Andy Dalton continues to play at a decent level. Like, let's be real here. There's way worse options, i.e. Russell Wilson, in the league, i.e. Baker Mayfield, in the league right now than Andy Dalton. 20 for 28, 229 yards, a touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice for QBR of 108. I mean, he's not playing bad football. He's really not. We've been talking about this. He hasn't been playing bad. He has all. not been playing bad football. Mark Ingram was averaging four yards per carry. And you got Alvin Kamara averaging two. I don't understand what's going on with Kamara the last month. Uh, it's been pretty awful. I don't like the way they use him. They're, they're not. I, yeah, I don't like to what the That's plays what that saying. they draw up for him. The, the usage is awful. They're stupid. Not, they're not using him enough. They're not using him in the right situations. I mean, the guy comes off the field on third downs. Yeah. Alvin Kamara should never come off the field. Well, he won't now because Mark Ingram's done for the he year. He should never come but, off the field, period. Um, at third down, he should be in there. He's the best pass-catching pass back they have. How the fuck is this guy not on the field on third downs? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. He only caught Whoever's two passes. Running, who's that, Dennis Allen run that team? Yeah. Yeah, he needs to get the fuck out of this league. Kamara only, only caught two passes. Yo, Mark Ingram was in there. He had, Mark Ingram had five fucking catches. Mark Ingram was the one in there on third down. Yeah, they take Alvin Kamara off the field on third. Uh, down. Maybe they're just maybe the confidence in Kamara. I mean, you have to remember this is five games now where Kamara has not been productive. He had a five touchdown day and then five duds in a row. So I mean, the five touchdown day he had, he had over hundred yards receiving and fucking two touchdowns. Right, <laughs> receiving. It, it's odd. Uh, Chris Olave make any sense. Chris Olave, decent game, four receptions, sixty-five yards, uh, and then also Rashid Shahid, four receptions, seventy-five yards. He's kind of emerged as as a, as a nice little option down there for the Saints. Yes, and and you know those two guys together look look really nice. Um, as far as the Buccaneers go, this was Fournette only got ten carries in this game. Okay, because Brady threw the ball 54 fucking times again, which is, again, way too much. Fournette got his 10 carries and averaged five yards per carry. And I will say this, that is what we need. That gave me hope back in Leonard Fournette's game because I'll be honest with you, it's. I was ready to write off he's Fournette. He's still hurt. He's, he's coming off an injury. Bullshit. It's, it's a, that, enough is enough with that. He's still 10 running. rushes, 49 yards, 5 yards per carry. That's what we need to see out of Leonard Fournette. Rashad White, he caught the game-winning touchdown. And realistically, Rashad White is starting to emerge as a better pass catcher than he is overall rusher. So if you can give Lenny a few more carries and you can keep Rashad White in there on passing situations, I think they have a nice tandem. Chris Godwin, eight receptions, 63 yards. Mike Evans, four for 59. And obviously, Rashad White had the touchdown uh, reception to seal the deal. And Kate Otten also got another touchdown in there. So um, he was six for 28 yards. Kate Otten has come up now as that's Brady's dump off guy. Brady really likes to utilize him in, in those situations where he just needs to get himself out of trouble. So, you know, a, a decent little PPR option there at tight end. Um, but Tom Brady, 36 for 54, 281 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw his third interception of the season. Uh, he was sacked once. 
again, when you're asking any quarterback to throw the ball 55 times in a game, you're that's you're putting a ton of fucking pressure on the on the situation. At the, if the Bucks want to go deep into the playoffs, the same even though they got a nice win here, even though they're back to 500, even though they lead the division, they have got to get this run game figured out. There needs to be more than 19 carries in a game. If Brady's going to throw the ball 50, you got to cut that down because it's this it's just not going to work going forward. He can will anything he wants back in the last three minutes of every game, but going forward, you've got to be able to run the ball better. And they did a decent job of it in this game, but they there needs to be more of an emphasis on it going forward. Or this team, this team will be a. We'll see where they're at this week coming here. Oh God, please, it's going to be awful. I don't even want to think about that game when they have to play San Francisco. Brock Purdy. That'll tell you where they're at. Yeah, that offensive line. I, the offensive line for Tampa, I, I as I was watching them, and I, I really zoned in on it, they're sloppy, they look like they're on roller skates, and there's way too many fucking penalties. Right. Way too many. You get away with that with New Orleans, you're not going to get, get away with, with that, that with a team Frisco. like San Francisco. Agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, let's get into fantasy frenzy. Um, starting off, we got to talk about we got to talk about the quarterback position. Uh, out of all of these new guys who are now getting acclimated, obviously we have Brock Purdy, uh, Sam Darnold. Do you risk playing either Wolford or uh, Baker Mayfield? I, I would say you stay as far away from both Rams, whoever's playing quarterback for the Rams, as possible. That's how I feel there. If anybody disagrees with me, even though the Rams are playing Vegas this week and they probably do have the opportunity to put up some points, I am staying as far away from that Rams quarterback situation as possible. As we know, it's week 14. There's a lot of buys this week. It's like the last buy-mageddon of the season before you get right into the playoffs here. And guess what? There's a lot of teams out there who need to win this week for either playoff seeding, to get into the playoffs, all the above. Um, how do you feel about Brock Purdy against Tampa? I feel better than him against Tampa than Brady versus their defense, to be honest with you. Well, in all, all in I, all. I would sit Brady this week. Purdy put up 15 points last week. Yeah. Um, he had two picks, no? I'm personally not playing Brock Purdy against Tampa's defense because realistically – I, I'm sorry. Tampa's defense is better than most, better than what they're showing. They have to step up, but they're better than what they're showing. And realistically, <coughs> I don't think Brock Purdy is mistake proof enough to demand a great game against Tampa Bay. I, I'm not going there. I'm not going Sam Donald against Seattle. I think that has the makings to be awful. Um, you like Geno Smith against Carolina? You want me to be honest with you? I'm not in love with it. I'm not. not I'm not in love with that. I'm not either. Because again, and, and we've talked about this a few times. Carolina has those sneaky fucking games. They have those sneaky games where they're going to come out and they're going to ruin somebody's day. Listen, I I still remember that when they came out against Tampa. Yeah. And absolutely bulldozed them. Twenty-one to three. Twenty-one to three bulldozed against a good Tampa team. Uh, New Orleans. They they, and they at that point Tampa was actually in better shape than they are right now. Correct. And I mean they they two weeks ago they stomped Denver. It was twenty three to ten. And they're coming off a bye week. They you know they got rid of some baggage. It's Sam Donald's team now. Um, so no, I I personally don't like Geno Smith this week. And we've talked about it. At some point, the Seahawks have to come back down to earth a little bit. I don't think this team is a playoff team. I don't think they should be in competition for a playoff spot. And I think we're going to slowly start to see the trickle down effect of all of that. So I am staying away from Geno Smith. I get it. He's ranked seventh. He averages 22 points a week. I'm not all in on Geno Smith this week. Um, I don't like Deshaun Watson against Cincinnati. I think their defense is playing a hell of a lot better, and uh, I don't like him at all this week against them. Let's get down to brass tacks here, okay? After seeing him last week? <laughs> what? What he's about to say. Go. After seeing him last week, 
against the Texans. What do you what do you think is going to happen to him playing Cincinnati? Again, I agree. I would not be playing Deshaun Watson this week. Uh, I mean, the only an, quarterback I would play this week is Kirk Cousins. <laughs> we need to talk about that, and and I will because I was going to bring up Cousins. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something here. Hold on. Okay. Stick on topic. All right. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, again, I know what he's going to say. You're too. in a position right now where every, every game matters fantasy-wise. P- playoff positioning, making it in, all of the above. You're looking up to next week's round one matchups. I'm not playing Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson looked rusty last week against a bad defense. The guy hasn't played football in two years. Does he have the potential to have a massive game? It's Deshaun Watson. At any given, we've seen it. At any given week, he can go out and put up 40 fantasy points. Do I think it's going to come right now? No, I don't. I just, it, too late it's, in the season. it's too late in the season. They don't have anything to really play for. And at the end of the day, he's got to knock some of this rust off. I am staying away from Deshaun Watson. But I'll tell you what. He's going to get some rust knocked off him in this game. Yeah, he is. He is. I love Herbert this week, and I know it's been hard to say that as of late. Uh, Herbert's not even averaging 20 points. He's ranked eighth, but against Miami, this game now has the, both of the – Miami's defense is playing well. The Chargers is not. At the end of the day, I think this is all of the makings to be one of them 65-point shootout games. I really do. Yeah. I think Miami's defense will put more of a lick on the Chargers than the Chargers will on them for once, and I'm shocked to be saying that. But I think this game could get – carried away very fast. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored. I love Herbert this week. And if Trevor Lawrence plays, if he plays, I don't care. I know he's a little banged up. I like him against Tennessee. I think Tennessee is another one of those teams to bog and ride downhill, and I think it's coming quick. They fired their GM this morning. Uh, Vrabel's the president of football operations now. It's essentially his team to, to make decisions for. They're now bringing in an interim GM, but I think Vrabel's above him even. At the end of the day, I don't know what's going on there. But the defense hasn't looked that sharp the last couple of weeks. Derrick Henry doesn't. The offensive line doesn't. Tannehill's coming back into his Tannehillian form. I like the Jaguars this week against against Tennessee. Um, I don't like Daniel Jones against Philly. I I don't. I I couldn't, with a good conscience, play Daniel Jones this week. Daniel Jones played pretty damn good last week. Yes, he did, but guess what? And I'll tell you what, I could see him doing another uh, performance like last week, this week. I could see him doing that against Philadelphia. Listen. I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm just saying he could have a good performance. I I think Philadelphia is looking to make a statement in their division. And at the yeah, end of the they, day, they they are looking to they're they're looking to Dallas right now. They're looking to Dallas. And they're looking they're to shut everybody the fuck the Giants because they will get punched in the mouth. They're I think Philadelphia is going to make a statement this weekend. I do. Yeah, I do. And at the end of the day, the Giants play Philly week eighteen in Philly, and you'll be in a situation where Philadelphia will probably have the number one seed, and nobody's going to play. So this is their chance this year to really put the stamp down on the Giants, and I think they will. I'm staying the far, as far away from Daniel Jones this week as possible. I do like Carr against the Rams. The I Rams showed – I, I, I love Derek Carr right now. I love Derek Carr right now. And the Rams showed us last week that they have the ability to put up points when they want. If it's Baker – That's true. If it's Baker, if it's Wolford, if it's whoever, HR Puff and stuff, at the end of the day – Derek Carr will have to throw the ball to stay in this game. I agree. I, I don't think the Rams are going to be a team that lays down, puts up 10 points a week, and goes off in the sunset. They're going to score points still. They have some decent playmakers, you know, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. I think Derek Carr is going to have to throw the ball, and I, I think Devontae <laughs> Adams has a monster game too. I think yeah. that Carr will put up great points this week. And I also saw somebody's name trending on Twitter last night, and that man was Jared Goff. And there's a lot of people saying start him in fantasy this week. Yeah, I, I, I just Goff. read something on on here about that. Which was? Well, I didn't read it. I just read the headline, which was a lot of – it was a picture of Jared Goff and Jamal and their stock in fantasy rising this week. And I, understand, line, I understand. Listen, Jared Goff was so fucking efficient last week, dude. Very. I, I mean, come on, dude. You got, how, how, much, how much longer I don't is this s- guy just going to get overlooked? 
Here's the thing. He needs a big game this week. Do you? Do you? I, th- I think he could silence a lot of critics and a lot of people if he could come out and perform really good this I week. Agree. What's Minnesota's record right now? What are they? Ten and two. Ten and two. What's the Lions' record? Five and seven. Five and seven. How? Vegas must know something we don't. Because the Lions going into this game against a division leader, 10-2 and two football team, Our the Lions are a two-point favorite. Two and a half. And I, I was absolutely fucking blown away and flabbergasted. I couldn't believe that either. I, I mean, I can't I fucking like, believe it. What the fuck? I looked to see if, if Kirk Cousins had died. I, I looked to see if Delvin Cook was uh, put in an insane asylum. If Harrison Smith was in prison. I was looking for something because I couldn't fathom this goes back to what we said. They're going, on the last going back episode. to the first game of the year that they played. No, this is going back to the fact that they came out last week and put a fucking forty ball on the Jaguars. That's why. And I, I talked to the Jaguars. Okay. I talked a lot about expectations, and obviously, if they're favorited over the division leading two loss Correct. Vikings, everybody has the same expectation. I'm personally not. After what I've seen Minnesota's defense be capable of, I am personally not behind in a week 14 playoff deciding matchup starting Jared Goff in fantasy. Period. I also don't think I would start Kirk Cousins this week. I'm staying away from that game. That's just me. I wouldn't start Cousins. Cousins I wouldn't start one o'clock. This is gonna be a- wouldn't start him. What are you talking about? Wouldn't start him. You said he's automatic at 1 o'clock. Not this week. Okay. Not this week. It's a divisional game. That's true. <laughs> I like Jared Goff this week. Anything else to add as far as quarterbacks go? You got Mariota on a bye, Rodgers on a bye, Matt Ryan on a bye, Andy Dalton on a bye, Heineke on a bye, Jameis Winston on a bye. Justin Fields is realistically the only top-end quarterback on a bye this week. Most of you don't need to plug and play anybody, but if you do – if you got your Justin Fields on a bye, you can go snatch up. Oh, I guess you. I mean, I definitely don't take a risk on Tannehill Week 14. Don't take a risk on Russell Wilson against Kansas City. So if you can scoop up Cousins Golf, that's I, I would probably play them over those guys. Probably your best option, honestly. I do like Kenny Pickett against Baltimore this week with Lamar Jackson out. That would be another one where I I, I would okay. go, I would play. I, I really do like Pickett this week. Yeah, there could be a lot, okay. of, a lot of points scored. Moving on to the backs. As far as buys go, you have both Washington running backs on a bye this week. Uh, you have both Green Bay running backs on a bye this week after, you know, A.J. Dillon's had a nice couple of games in a row. Um, Josh Jacobs picked up a questionable designation this week. Um, he supposedly has a little calf strain. So that's going to be one to monitor from the number one. I, I don't think that's going to stop him. The number one running back right now. Thankfully for Alvin Kamara owners, he's on a bye this week, as is Jonathan Taylor, Cordero Patterson, the Chicago running back tandem. Well, only one guy now because Khalil Herbert's on IR. Um, here's the thing. We, we got to start to have a discussion of if you draft Derrick Henry and you draft Derrick Henry in the top three picks, you are expecting – a high teens, low 20s game every week. Unfortunately, he put up a four last week against Philadelphia. And what we're seeing now out of Tennessee is a little bit of turmoil. I mean, when you fire your GM midseason with a winning record and leading your division, there's some turmoil. How do you feel about Derrick Henry going into Jacksonville this week? Actually, I don't mind him going into Jacksonville this week. Which Jacksonville team were we going to see? That's the a, one from two weeks ago or the one from last week? Uh, that's a that's big question thing. mark there. Um, another, it's a divisional game. Another guy we need to talk about, Nick Chubb. Um, I mean, Nick Chubb was an automatic through the first five weeks of the he, – He had 90 yards last week, dude. He had 80 yards last week. Okay. No touchdown. Okay. Did not, catch, did not catch a pass. He put up eight points. Again, Nick Chubb is another one of those guys you're depending on for 15, 16, 17 points a week. And it really worries me. It really worries me to be a Nick Chubb owner right now with Deshaun Watson in there, a new offense, Kareem Hunt getting as many touches as he is, 
and a lot of uncertainty, especially going into a game against Cincinnati where we saw what they did to Derrick Henry. Right. That game worries me. That that worries me. Honest to God, I traded Nick Chubb a few weeks ago. Trade deadlines for a lot of people are today slash tomorrow. I would try and move Nick Chubb for a different piece. If you could pick up a Tony Pollard, if you could pick up a Ramondre Stevenson, if you could pick up a fuck. I mean, Jamal Williams is guaranteed guaranteeing a touchdown a week through the playoff stretch. I don't know if I would want to have Nick Chubb as my number Deontay one guy. Foreman. Huh? Deontay Foreman. The reason why you are out of the playoffs is because you just suggested a <laughs> trade Nick Chubb for Deontay Foreman. I would. That was awful. That was a terrible no, take. No, I would. Poop take I love Central. him this week. Poop take. I love him Poop. this week against the Seattle Seahawks. Poop take. Okay. I like him this week against the Seahawks. I do too because they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball oh, yeah. a lot. And now we have this injury to we have this injury to Kenneth Walker. The Seahawks offense doesn't look near – I'm going to say this. The Seahawks offense puzzles me. Because they don't look as powerful as they did two, three weeks ago. They don't look as good. Obviously, the rapport between Geno Smith and Lockett Metcalf right now is is very nice. They're both getting almost identical number of targets, identical number of yards, identical amount of red zone looks. They're they're having it, it's being spread around very well. The run game worries me. Because it without if if Kenneth Walker ain't there, there's nobody to run the ball. And if there's nobody, if there's no threat of running the ball. Well, they have DJ, DJ Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> if there's nobody running the ball, the whole offense kind of goes impotent because they know that there's no threat. <coughs> um, <coughs> Kenneth Walker, if he played this week, could have a very, very big week against Carolina. I, I firmly believe I don't that. Think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play either. What about Joe Mixon? Now, we saw if Mixon's out, you can plug some You know, some it up. almost seems like to me that they're letting him heal up. I, I agree. To get ready for a playoff run. If Mixon... And I don't I don't have an issue with that. If Mixon is out, we saw last week that Samaj P. Ryan is definitely... Actually, the last two weeks. Actually, the last three weeks. The last three games for Samaj P. Ryan. 28-17-18. If Mixon is out... P. Ryan is filling that hole perfectly, and, and he's doing mixing things in that spot. So if you're in a situation where Joe Mixon's out, he's an automatic start. Now, I'll be honest with you. I think right now, going up against the Browns, if I own Samaj P. Ryan, I'm starting him. Pretty much outside of Jacobs, Eckler, Henry, Chubb, Caffrey, Barkley, I might start P. Ryan over everybody else. Yeah. Because I mean he's he's going he is fucking absolutely going off right now. Um we gotta talk about Damian Pierce before we move on. Uh Damian Pierce has not scored a touchdown since week eight. That's an issue. Uh Damian Pierce in week eleven and twelve had eight rushing yards. That's an issue. Going up against Dallas's defense this week. I don't think I could, with a good conscience, start Damian Pierce. It's time. He had a great start of the year. He put up monster numbers. Week 9 against Philadelphia, 139 yards rushing. Against the Giants, 94 yards rushing. But I, I think we're at a point now where we've seen the fall off happen a little bit. This offense isn't well, really working. I, I mean, it's It's not hard to figure it out. I mean... They have no threat of a fucking passing game. All they're going to do is put fucking nine guys in the fucking box. And it's happening. And be like, go ahead and beat us. It's happening. You might yeah. see a little bit of that change with Mills back in the lineup. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think that'll help Pierce. Yeah, I agree. By having him back in. But against Dallas, week 14 of the fantasy season, I can't take that risk. Dude, I, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate that matchup. Mm-hmm. I hate that matchup for Dallas. Awful. Oh, you know why? You know why? Because Dallas will come in so cocky Ooh. and so arrogant, uh. and then all of a sudden they'll get the fucking rug pulled out from under them. I don't think that can happen. 
Don't you remember what happened to Kansas City? Speaking Hockey of Deontay, game? speaking of Deontay, show up Foreman. at Indianapolis and get the fucking rug pulled out from under. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Foreman picked up a foot injury. He did not practice today. I wouldn't worry about that. He'll be ready by the weekend. Well, if he doesn't play, you play Chuba. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You'd um, have to. As far as uh, Tampa Bay running backs against San Francisco this week, I am not. I don't feel great about either of them. I'm no. sorry, I don't. Um, DeAndre Swift had a little bit of a reemergence last week. I like him this week. You like him against Minnesota. 19 yes. last week against Jacksonville, 14 rushes for 62 and a touchdown, and then picked up four receptions for 50 yards through the air for 19 fantasy points. Here's something that Jacksonville showed me, their defense showed me last week. Uh, they can cover backs out of the backfield. Yeah. That's something they can do pretty damn well. And they're pretty stout against the run. But when you got three a three-headed monster coming at you, dude, they 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 don't that didn't look well for them. And I think the same thing no, with Minnesota. The only thing is I think I Minnesota's like, run defense is better than Jacksonville's by far. Yeah, so I feel like you're going to see more out of Jamal at the goal line more than you'll see Swift. I'll I don't feel I was gonna, I was going to say I the only one I feel comfortable with playing this week would be Jamal Williams because he's getting so many goal line touches. Swift, realistically, they're going to use him in the pass game. Well, even still, like let's go down this. Fantasy season for Swift, 25-15, six, injured. Out, 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 out. Last time he played Miami, uh, excuse me, that was Miami. 11, 6, 7, 10, 8, 19. The 19 is the outlier. Again, week 14, Playoff positioning, everything else. I can't start DeAndre Swift this week. I'm sorry, I can't. Everyone's looking at what the Lions did last week, and nobody's looking at what Minnesota has done all year. The defense is right. good. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Minnesota's very well-rounded outside of one game against Dallas. Sorry, not taking it. I I'm not playing DeAndre Swift. If you need to start a Lions running back, Jamal Williams. What did he put up last time they played Minnesota? They He was injured, I believe. Oh, he played. Oh, 6. He might have been injured. That was the game he got hurt in. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not I'm not sold on Swift. Which Yeah, cuz they did I mean they they made that game pretty close without him. Uh So, against Houston, you you were talking about the Dallas Houston matchup? Yeah. Zeke versus Pollard. Who would you play? Mm -hmm. Zeke. You're back on the Zeke train now. I would play Zeke. He's got 17, 16, and 16 in his last three. Yeah. But the problem is, is be, let's be real here. Yeah, Tony pa Pollard's, Pollard's putting up monster from, numbers. A lot of his points come from the third down situation. Tony, third down guy. Tony Pollard's last five. 33, 20, 34, 7, 23. Correct. I mean, they're both guaranteed. And a lot of that, a lot of that is kickoff returns and, and punt returns, and, and you know what I mean. No, it's not receiving yards. Receiving yards, yeah. Yeah, he's a shit ton of receiving yards. I'm playing both down. Dallas. I'm playing both Dallas running backs against Houston. Right. Okay. Yep. Let's move on receivers. We okay. got some great matchups for some of the top end guys this week. You got Devontae Adams at the Rams. I think that's a that's absolute monstrous. fucking monster game. Well, there's there's a couple of guys I like. Tyreek Hill at the Chargers. And here's one I'm going to start with. I love Garrett Wilson at the Buffalo Bills. I love Garrett Wilson this week. Good. I think he's emerged as one of the top guys. I love guys how you start league. with, like, the top guys. Well, okay. He just shoots over to Garrett Wilson. He, Garrett Wilson, he makes a great point. He's the number I know, one. But he, he is the solidified week. <laughs> number one receiver. The problem is, who's the quarterback? Exactly. Mike White's the quarterback. Mike White, but Mike White, I trust him more than I trust fucking Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Guess what? I don't trust Mike White in the third start. Okay. I don't, because the same thing. Same time Mike White started for this team last time, 350 yards passing in the first game. Had a decent game in the second game, but they lost. And in the third game, was a complete fucking shit show. I'm out. Garrett okay. Wilson, you got to play him. He's the number one receiver on a decent offense, and he will put up points regardless. I don't expect a 
giant boom fucking week out of him. Okay. I do expect another great week out of Amon Ross St. Brown against against Minnesota. Um, both Miami wide receivers against the Chargers, Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. That's kind of a fucking no-brainer. Guarantee. I love Debo Samuel against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense this week. I love Debo Samuel this week. He's my lock. Uh, my lock this week, <laughs> shockingly enough, is CeeDee Lamb against Houston. I, I expect him to have a just an absolute monster afternoon, much like he has been doing. He's currently ranked sixth, averaging 15 points a week. Um, I also love A.J. Brown's matchup with the Giants this week. Like I said, I think Philadelphia is gonna, really going to put a stamp on this game. Um, the Cincinnati receivers. Obviously, we know you got Jamar Chase. You're starting him, but sh- let's not. Everybody's still asleep on T. Higgins. T. Higgins ranked 15th, averaging 12.2 points per week, and the last three have been 19, 20, and 11. I T. Higgins think is a beast. T. Higgins is quickly emerging as the absolute top number two receiver option, and I'm playing. T. Higgins is 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 an auto start for me right now, absolutely automatic. Um, and you know who else is getting close to that? Devontae Smith had a slow start to the year. Okay. If you're looking for a flex option though, Devontae Smith currently ranked 24th overall, averaging 10 points a week. But if you look at the beginning of the year against Detroit, zero, Minnesota, 11, Washington, 28, then three, 13, 12, five, three last four weeks. 11, 11, 7, and 18. I think we've found some consistency there. I think he's really starting to emerge as A.J. Brown pulling a lot of coverage off Bingo is working. Devontae Smith is not a number one receiver. No, but he's a perfect number two. But he's a perfect number two. And I love him as a flex play going forward, honestly, through the playoffs, uh, until Philadelphia clinches that first spot, and then they, they start to really rest these guys. I think you're running all the way with him. Uh, we got to talk about Donovan Peoples-Jones because obviously he had a monster touchdown return last week. But even before that, 12, 14, 10, 11 the last four weeks respectively before last week. And even if we take the touchdown out of it, last week he still puts up a 13. Do you like him as a flex play against Cincinnati? I, I love anybody opposite Amari Cooper to have a big <laughs> Do you love Amari Cooper? Well, I do. I do. I think Amari Cooper is a top five receiver in this league. Um, one more guy I want to ask you. There's about. a reason for that. The guy is a true professional. It doesn't matter who you put as quarterback out there. All he does is you want to know. You want to know. You want to know. Gobble who he's up. Mention next. What? I want you to name another receiver you feel that way about. What? Another guy that you feel the same way you do about Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper's a guy. Who else? There's one more guy that you feel the same way about. Who is it? What are you talking about? Another guy that's a true professional at wide receiver. Oh, Braxton Berrios. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why? It's a true professional. Who else? One more. I don't know what you're talking about. Somebody in Seattle? One of your slap hats. Listen, there's nobody better than I. I'm a big fan of his. Of who? Tyler Lockett is my guy. <laughs> I, I, these guys are true professionals, man. Doesn't matter who you put as quarterback, they just continue to to put up huge numbers. Speaking of true professionals, how do you feel about Adam Thielen in Detroit this week? Thielen's currently ranked receiver 36, only has three touchdowns on the year, and has been very up and down in consistency. But oh, against- he'll have a big game this week. You want to know why? Because he he was just like he did last time. He had a good game the last time they played, you know. But he he was fired up Jefferson for that game. Jefferson was shut down, and there was nobody else to throw to. Exactly. Because Jefferson was not Jefferson. Correct. But Jefferson will be Jefferson this week. Anything to add on the wide receiving front? I hate Gabriel Davis against the New York Jets this week. Gabriel Davis him. is the most inconsistent boomer bust guy him. in the world right he, now. He's, he's either going to give you a 30 or a 3. And I don't think this is going to be a 30 week. No. Not against Sauce. Anybody else? Anybody else? Nada. I don't know. Who else don't you like? De- Deontay Johnson against the Ravens. 
Don't you know like what? Him. Deontay Johnson had a decent little week. I I, I like he all. He drops of the, a lot of balls. I get I it. Watched him last week. He was f- fucking. I think, fumbling shit everywhere. Hey, I'm taking Pittsburgh to win this week. I'll give you guys the. I'll give okay. you guys the look in it now. I think Pittsburgh has a really nice week this week. I think I would play Deontay Johnson in this a guy flex. Guy keeps dropping spot. balls though. I, I, I just get don't it. Think that that's a good sign. I get it, and I, I like George Pickens this week too. I do. Yeah. I do. I think that they're going to have a really nice week. I think. Baltimore's dude, Darius Slayton, gets the Philly defense. Why? I I don't. I can't say yes. Slay or Bradbury, one of the two. Right. I can't say yes because I don't think Daniel Jones has a good week. So I don't think Darius Slayton has a good week. But uh, you know what? As long as Trevor Lawrence plays, I love Christian Kirk against Tennessee. So do you? Do you agree with my Debo Samuel is a lock this week? No, I don't. Really? I don't. It's Brock Purdy. Debo's been banged up all year. He hasn't been all that effective. No. Honest to God, right now, I'd rather play Auk than. Here's here's what I liked about Brock Purdy. He targeted Debo Samuel 10 times. I like that. And if that continues on this week. Desperation. That's a good thing, dude. Uh, No. I'm sorry. Yes, it is a good thing. He targeted him 10 times last week. But they're going to figure that out. If he even gives them. Eight targets this week. That that's going to be money for him. I'm telling you. I get it. Even with those ten targets, Debo yep. was only able to haul in six balls for 58 yards. All right. Uh, Debo this year has not been Debo yet because I think he's been so banged up. That was a guy, that was gets a, a fired up Miami team. We'll see. Listen to happens. me. Brandon Ayuk has more fantasy points than than Debo. And honestly, I think Ayuk's been a little bit more consistent. Okay. Should we talk about the big men? Well, I don't know. You're going to tell me how TJ Hawkinson is the... TJ Hawkinson, the the third overall guy, 9.7 points. Do you think we will have a revenge game? Absolutely. (laughs) What's the look on Bruce's face going to be like when Hawkinson catches two touchdown passes? Honestly, I might wear his jersey to the game. Oh, that's a real lesbian move, let me tell you. No, because when the Lions win, it'll go to show you he shouldn't have made that comment. Uh, now he should. Now he's excited to win. He can say that he's now excited to win a football game. He's on a ten and two football team. There's no shit. I would have said the same thing. <laughs> so would I. If but, I got traded. But a as a fan, yeah. I want to see him suffer. Um, I also want to see him do good. But you know, there's well, one guy that I emotions. I really I like. Uh, Two guys I like this week, uh, again, and I, I know I'm kind of showing bias here a little bit, but I like all the Pittsburgh receiving course. Fryermuth had a very nice game last week. Uh, he put up nine, got three receptions for 75 yards. I think if he can get a few more targets, uh, which I think they will continue to increase, he could have a very nice week. Um, I also like Gerald Everett against Miami. Regardless of who plays, I, I think that – Gerald Everett's going to get the, a similar number of targets, regardless if it's Mike Williams, regardless of Keenan Allen. If all those guys are out there, I still think he will get consistent targets. The problem here is amongst the tight end position. You've got Dallas Goddard, IR. Zach Ertz on IR. Juwan Johnson, hurt last week, even though they're on a bye. Uh, Hayden Hurst, out. Njoku, very questionable, I would say. You've got a ton of guys at this tight end position who are banged up. So you're, you're, if you're searching for guys, I like Evan Ingram this week against Tennessee yeah. for Jacksonville. It's, and I almost like Evan Ingram more if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. I think that okay. he will get peppered with targets if there's a backup quarterback in there. Um, the Rams are running out of receiving options quickly. I don't mind Tyler uh, to Atwell. Besides Tutu Atwell, <laughs> I kind of like Tyler Higby against Las Vegas this week. I think okay. he could pick up a stray touchdown. Uh, he has not had one yet this year. So may, you, that could might, happen. you might find a stray touchdown for him this week. Uh, Dalton Schultz against Houston. Dalton like Schultz, Dalton is, Schultz down, is, is ranked pretty far down there. And you might have got kind of discouraged. You know, he's been he very. Might, he missed a few games. That's why. Well, 4 that Scormageddon last week against Indy, he still only put up four points. I don't think that's the real Dalton Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz is more like a 10-point guy. I I wouldn't mind playing him. And here's another guy, and I'm going to shock the shit out of you here. I like Kate Otten this week against San Francisco. 
What? Nothing. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. No. I think you're right. You know who I like this week? Brock Wright. Who the fuck is Brock Wright? tight end for the Detroit Lions. Is it that Mitchell kid going to basically steal his job? I, I don't know. I've seen Brock um, out um, there um, more um, than... You, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyway. Any other tight ends you like this week? Brock Wright's going to have a monster game. Brock, besides Brock fucking Wright, how about you? <laughs> well, hey man, you are. I mean... I have his autograph. I, I was the Dalton Schultz guy there, so I I don't know. I don't know at this point. I like uh, I like Noah Fant. Oof. Noah Fant played well last week. Yes, he did. He got a nice little Dulwich, touchdown last week. Him. Who? Dulwich played well last Who? week. Who? Dulwich. Who? That Greg Dulwich dude. Dulcich? Dul- Dulcich. Dulwich. Dulwich. <laughs> Stay with me now. Dolchich. Whatever. Big gaping hole. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about defenses before we wrap up this fantasy frenzy here. Um, going into this week, you got the commander's defense on a bye, the Colts defense on a bye, and the rest of them, if you're playing them, God bless you. It's the Saints, Packers, Falcons, Bears. Um, matchups that I really like. Obviously, I love the the Cowboys against Houston. That one pretty much goes without saying. I also love the Eagles against the Giants. That one almost goes without saying. But there's one in here that's kind of sneaky that I really do like. I like the Cardinals D against New England. Huh. I think there's a really, really, really odd matchup there. I, I You know something? For me... This game tells a lot for New England. I think you're either going to see them come out composed, ready, hot, and win this game, or you're going to see shit start to unravel for them. And and for me, if you need to stream a defense this week, if you got the Commanders D or you've got the Colts D, I like the Cardinals as as a big play defense this week. They only average six points per week, and they're ranked 13th, but they have had some nice games in there, an 11, a 14, a 16, a 12, another 11. And what's really hurting their average is they have a couple negatives in there against Kansas City, against San Francisco. I think it. I think that the New England Patriots are on the brink of some bad shit, and I like the Cardinals this week against them. I do. Um, another one that I think could have a good week, Chiefs defense, currently rated 17th, only with six points, going up against the Denver Broncos. You gotta play the Chiefs deep. You've gotta play the Chiefs defense against the Browns. I going forward, every week I'm playing the opposing defense to Denver. Unless you got one of the big five, I think you could stream any defense at, at against what, Denver. At what point does Russell Wilson wake up and have one of Russell Wilson type games? At what point, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, do you bench Russell Wilson? I don't know. Because I think we're getting there. You can't you can't bench him. Yeah, you could. No, because I I think even as shitty as he's been, I think it's it's that's kind of a whole team fucking. Concept. The whole team is fucking shitty. The whole offense. Everybody's I, shitty. I mean, you can't just blame Russell Wilson. I think the receivers have some fucking merit to that. The running game is non-existent. I mean, Latavius Murray has given them a a a fucking shot in the arm because at one point they were so fucking bad. I don't think you could blame Russell Wilson for that. Uh, some defenses I don't like this week. Um, I don't like the Texans against Dallas. <laughs> You're probably not going down that road anyways. Yeah. I don't like the Rams against Las Vegas. I think that could be a high-scoring affair. And I don't like either because, you know, if you I'll look at it. about the Rams defense. They still have Bobby Wagner. They still have Bobby Wagner. That is true. Miami. The 12th rated defense right on the bubble in most leagues. I don't like them this week against the Chargers, and I definitely don't like the Chargers against Miami. Um, And and there's one more sprinkled in here I don't like. I don't like the Titans D against Jacksonville. I'm sorry, but the Titans D over the last couple of weeks has not looked like the Titans D of earlier in the year. You know, week 7, 21 points. Week 8, 11 points. Uh, Week 10 against Denver, 12. Last two weeks, 0 and minus 5 respectively. I'm out on Tennessee at the moment, so I don't like them against 
KC this week. Anything to add? No, nothing. 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 Are we doing uh, a little Christmas thing? What? What's our What's our topic today? Cookies. Cookies. What? Top five cookies. Top five cookies. Top five top Christmas cookies. Top. No, no, no. We're starting at the bottom. That's we're starting at starting five. At five. Starting at five. <sighs> starting okay. at five. And I, I I'm gonna go first here. Uh, and sweaty I, balls. Sweaty balls. <laughs> I'm gonna go first here, and I'm gonna say fifth. There is this cookie that my mother makes, and it is called the Grinch cookie. It is a chocolate chip infused with a shitload of Andy's mints. And honestly, I'd prefer the regular chocolate chip to it greatly, but it is a nice little change of pace oh, I sometimes. Love that. I love I am going to, in fifth place, put the Gr- the Grinch minty chocolate chip. Bruce. I'm, I never knew she made yep. such a thing. Oh. I'm going just with the little, you know, the little Italian sprinkle cookies? They look like this. Sugar cookies? Yeah, the little sugar cookies. They're like small little balls, the sugar on top, the sprinkles on top. Awful. Next. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ. Let's go. What? What's your fifth? Five. I, I don't know. Buck, uh. You know, we talked about this Monday. Mine are should all have been powdered, powdered sugar. The nut, nut ball. Balls. The nut ball. The, the nut, nut balls. balls. That's your fifth? Because <laughs> guess what? I was going to put the nut ball Fourth in my list. I, I, I don't like nut balls. So. Listen to me. The nut ball, it's no, it's it, how do you not like the nut ball? It, it's for Christmas. I get it's it. It's more nut than it is flour. It, yes. It's just got beautiful <laughs> crunch to it. It's completely white covered. You look like you look I like hate you, powdered sugar. You look like you stuffed your face into a mountain of cocaine after you eat four or five of them. You're just covered. And, not and they are much. delicious. It, it's like if you're eating donuts. Yeah. You have donuts with powdered sugar and you have glazed donuts. Everybody eats the glazed donuts first. Oh wow! Four go. Mine. I don't know how to say. It. I had to look it up. The the, the uh, ricotta. What the fuck? Ricotta? Ricotta? Ricotta. Cheese, ricotta. There, there. It's a cookie. It's a cheese. There's a there's a cookie. Can you just come up with something that actually? They're makes all cookies? Italian cookies. I don't know. You get them in the little. Uh, ricotta is cheese. Yeah, but this is like a weird cookie. Ricotta is cheese. Look at this. It's ricotta cheese. Cheese asshole. No, see if you're gonna an almond, almond ricotta, ricotta twist. twist. I didn't know this. This is all of a sudden we're we're on our way to fucking we're on our way to Tuscany to learn about Christmas cookies over here because he's got to get all precise. Go number four, dude. What do you want? My right, number four is the peanut butter blossom. Is that the peanut butter with the little Hershey kiss on it? Cookie. Oh, dude, that's kiss mine. That was a great one. That um, that is a great one. That's my third. Um, number three for me, and this is gonna be really fucking. The, cr- the chocolate crinkle cookie. You know the one? Chocolate it's a chocolate crinkle. cookie, and it's kind of got the, the crinkle. made fun of. What? It's got the crinkle top on it. They put something on top to where it gets all, like, crinkly on top. It's all metallic. Well, those aren't Christmas frosted. cookies. Yes, they are, because you put powdered sugar on them, and it looks like snow. Right. What do you mean it's not a fucking Christmas cookie? They're sugar cookies. No, they're not. They're chocolate. It's a chocolate crinkle cookie. Look it up. It's absolutely delicious. Go. No, I know what you're talking about. My, th- my like third a, is... It's like I'm a thousand two, dollar right? bar. Almost. Yes. It's like yes. That. Yes. Go. Two, right? You're on three. No, my three is with him. The little Hershey, co- the Hershey kiss. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're third. Go. Oatmeal raisin. Oh, what the my fuck favorite. is that? That is the worst fucking oatmeal that's, raisin. That's I just a cookie. What's he going to say? Cranberry macadamia next? All right. <laughs> Number two for me. Number two for me is the OG fucking just a plain ass motherfucking sugar cookie. A plain sugar cookie, frosted, unfrosted, sprinkle, sugar cookie. Plain, good old-fashioned, decorated sugar cookie. Go. Two. Ass cookies. You're a fucking douche. Go. Dude, they're so good. What am I at? Number An one. ass cookie is not Christmassy. That's not what you told me upstairs last week. What? I said it's gingerbread. An, it's an ass cookie. Gingerbread is your number two. Is yes. your number two? Okay. My number two. Fine. Ass cookies, whatever. I guess ass cookies are Christmassy. Ass cargo. That's what you told and me. And number one. Because I asked. Chocolate chip. The, 
is a chocolate chip. Chocolate chip is my favorite. I don't give a fuck what time of the year it is. It is, is a Christmas cookie. <laughs> it's the best cookie there is. Santa eats, Santa eats I, it. I'll bet you everybody and their mom makes that's chocolate chip be, cookies. Yeah, that's chocolate be chip. Every number one. Is that a unanimous everyone. decision? No. Oh, what's your number one? Be, what's your number one? You guys are just going to hate me. I'm just going to make it that. All right. What were you going to say? The Pizzelli cookies. The little Pizzellis. The Pizzelli. Don't you love how he goes on this Dago spree of five cookies? Dude, I don't know, know how to pronounce them. them. He doesn't know I what the fuck them. Pizzelli is. They're really good. They're really good. I think it's Recoder. Re they're really good. I don't fucking know. I look at them. I fucking eat nosy. Them. All right. Recoder. Eat your menagot. They're good. Anyways. Yeah, but he said it's ricotta. Like, All right, you ricotta. know what? You don't want to know what my favorite. You just said it, the name is. of a fucking cheese. My favorite Christmas, Christmas cookie is what? Cannoli, asshole. That's not a Christmas cookie. It is. Is a cannoli a cookie? I think it, I don't think no. it is. It's a cookie. No, it's not. Okay. Got a honorable mention for me: Snickerdoodle. I love a good, nice, warm, wet, fucking limp Snickerdoodle. Anyways, I think that's all we have time for today. Anything to add before we go? Nothing. Beautiful. I just want to go home. You guys make me sad. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you are listening to us, make sure to watch us on YouTube and remember to hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching us, you probably already know where to listen. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back Saturday morning with our Jesus. It's week 14 already. Week 14 preview. Oh, God, we didn't talk about Thursday Night Football. Whoever it is, enjoy it, because I don't know off the top of my head. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. You'll hear from perfect? us Saturday. Am I perfect?